This is season four of Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy. Listen, laugh, and learn. This week on the show, useless music information and useless science, 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 <laughs> plus a fan favorite, yours, news from around the world, and we'll open up Roy's mailbag. Totally useless information it's everything you never needed to know welcome to episode number 16 here we go from beethoven to bieber rock and roll to rhythm and blues this is totally useless music information with nick and roy oh yeah so-called gut strings for acoustic Spanish guitars were originally made from small intestines of slaughtered sheep. Did it hurt? Nah. <laughs> sheep. Yeah. The production. You got no guts. No guts. Well, no guts at all. So the production material only changed to nylon during World War II, when all of the available guts was used in the production of surgical thread for wounded soldiers. Ew. You think they would have got smart and used the nylon for the surgical thread and kept the gut on the guitar. Yeah, but they didn't know. Hey, do you know what the weakest string on the guitar is? What? The G string. <laughs> <You're> disgusting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> An Ohio man named Andrew Vactor was sentenced to 20 hours of listening to classical music. No. Yes. He received the citation from a police officer for breaking a noise ordinance and playing his rap music too loud. Don't you hate that when a car pulls up next to you and it's going like that? (laughs) Okay, I hate that. So I'd like to give them a ticket too. But this man, uh, Andrew Vactor, he was sentenced to 20 hours of classical music or pay a $150 fine. He said, I'll listen to the music. Within 15 minutes, he wrote a check for 150 bucks. <laughs> and he left the yelling and screaming. Yeah. Well, here's his other punishment. Because he has the music on so loud, he will lose his hearing in about five years. Prince's debut album was For You. Remember that? April 7th, 1978. Prince played every single instrument and sang every part by himself on his debut album. Arguably, one of his most impressive feats was that he sang every single part and played, by the way, all 27 instruments in that first album. Wow. Boy, that probably would take a lot of amphetamines. (laughs) Allegedly. Allegedly. (laughs) Allegedly. (laughs) Well, he was an extremely, extremely talented. Anybody that ever worked with him said that. They said he was super talented. So was Michael Jackson. I mean, people... People can't believe that uh, he was so talented. Mm -hmm. Well, get ready for this one, folks. Get the pencil out because this is the one you're going to want to write down and tell your friends. I'm ready. Not that not that things that Nick say mean anything, but but listen, Warner Brothers Music Group, Warner Music Group was collecting over five thousand dollars a day and probably still is in royalties. That's over two million dollars in royalties a year for the public usage of the song, what do you think it is, Nick? I, you know, I, I can't. I can't even think. Cause I know. I think the, I'm looking at the studio audience. Happy birthday! No, really? Oh wow! You. you know, I was gonna guess that. Honest to goodness, and there's the, the guy in the third row. Were you gonna say happy birthday? 
Yes. Third, yeah. Third row said. Happy yeah. Third. Birthday. He said happy birthday. Yes. Happy I guess he's in North Carolina because he's <laughs> sitting in between us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. We're fifteen hundred miles apart. There you go. Okay, I, but wait. Yeah. This gets even better. This story. Yeah. They've charged Warner Brothers up to ten thousand dollars to use it in a movie. Okay. And the reason, and most people are gonna freak when they hear this. You ever go to like a restaurant and they go. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, right. birthday, It's not birthday. the happy birthday song. That's because they don't want to pay for royalties. And if they sang the regular happy birthday song, they could be liable for royalties. So restaurants make up their own phony baloney happy birthday because they're cheap. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And if you like your very own birthday message, go to nickroy.com slash birthdays. Do people know that we do that? Yeah, we'll, we'll tell them more about it in a future episode. Let me tell you about Prison Spice. A concert promoter in Hawaii once sold 1,000 tickets to a Spice Girls concert. Okay? The concert never existed. The man was arrested, and when he was arrested, the man told police he needed the money for a nose job and a sex change. Yeah, that, that'll make you do it. Did you ever listen to a song and get the chills? You know how people say, I, I hear that song and I get the chills. Yeah. Do you know why? This is a bit music and a bit science at the same time. When you hear a song that makes you feel chills, that means that your brain is releasing dopamine. That dopamine then affects the erecta pili in your skin and it gives you the feelings of goosebumps or chills. And that is why you release dopamine. It is a reaction in the brain to something very nice and comfortable. Oh, that's amazing. I just got chills by you telling me that. Yeah, I got chills. I don't know what the hell it means. Yeah. But usually when, <laughs> when people get chills when I start singing, they get chills because they're ill. Exactly. Uh, bottoms up. You know how many? Listen, yeah. somebody walked up to me. Somebody walked up to me the other day while I was doing a performance and they said, I listened to your podcast. I had no idea you were that smart. Can you imagine the insult that is? What do I look yeah. stupid? Well, no, well, the thing is, so he's listening to totally useless information with Nick and Roy and accused you of being smart with useless information. Plus, he was shocked by the information, which means he doesn't know it. I hope he's not listening. <laughs> well, maybe not anymore. Uh, by the way, yes. Fool now. Yeah. Roy does sing Maybe Not Happy Birthday, but if you go to nickandroy.com, you'll check out where Roy's performing next. If you're in the southwest part of Florida, you can also visit musicbyroy.com. Now, Keith Richards is also a great singer. Uh, Keith Richards loves to drink nuclear waste. Maybe that's maybe what? that's a secret. Maybe that's a secret. That's why he's able to look that way and live so long. What is nuclear waste? It's two measures of vodka with one measure of sun-kissed orange soda plus ice. He calls this refreshing drink nuclear waste. And he probably drinks an awful lot of it. You ever seen what he looks like? Exactly. <laughs> he looks like the crypt keeper from like <laughs> I mean, he looks like he died. Between him and Mick Jagger, they both look like they died like 25 years ago. Yeah, we'll call them Chernobyl. We are absolutely uh, thrilled that you've joined us here on Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy. Einstein was a moron. Newton was a jerk. He equals nothing. It's science, science, science. The slippery dick. What? The slippery dick is a fish with a curious yeah. name. And it it, they got, it got its name from the ability to escape okay, from nets wait, and wait, pounds. Wait a second. Yes, yes. Hold on. Yes. You're going to talk about the slippery dick. Yes. That's the name of the fish. 
Have you tried to hold the slippery dick? Well, the reason why has its name <laughs> because its ability to escape from nets, all right, from the hand, and by aid of its quickness in moving in its slippery surface. They couldn't name it something else. No, like slippery it... Harry or the slippery Joe. <laughs> they had to name it the slippery dick. The slippery Johnson. It can be found yeah. from North Carolina to Bermuda and even Brazil and even the Gulf of Mexico. Wait a minute. So if you go down to Brazil, you can give the slippery dick to somebody? Exactly. Now, <laughs> people who live in Bermuda. Hey, if I'm swimming in the Gulf of Mexico, which yes. is right outside my door. That's right. You mean to tell me I'm swimming with the slippery dick? That's correct. Absolutely. <laughs> I'll race you. Now, the, the people who live on the Bermuda Islands do not eat this fish because no. they have superstitions. And they believe that if they eat the slippery dick, no, they will what? lose. Say it again. Say that one more time. If it, the inhabitants of the Bermuda Islands do not eat this fish because they are superstitious. And they believe that if they eat the slippery dick, they will lose all of their hair. So you're thinking, I'm I'm follically challenged. So, How many slippery? So I'm looking at you. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at you, Nick. Yeah. And I'm thinking you're eating a load of slippery dick. <laughs> of course, I'm follically challenged. Does your wife know that you're eating the slippery? Dick? If you go to nickandroy.com, I'm interrupting you intentionally. If you go to nickandroy.com, you you click on the page and you'll see our picture. Okay. Uh, which is a damn uh, great picture, if you ask me, of Roy and I, friends for over 40 years, you'll see that I am follically challenged. And it has nothing to do, nothing to do with the fact that I eat slippery fish, Dick. Speaking of the slippery dick, when you crack a whip. <laughs> <laughs> what a great segue. The word crack a whip. Yeah, the word crack a whip insinuates the noise. And that sound is the tip of the whip. The tip of the whip is moving and traveling faster than the speed of sound. And just like a jet plane that travels faster than the speed of sound, it makes a sonic boom. Well, the crack of the whip is the little microsonic boom that the tip of the whip is making. So next time you hear whoosh, that is actually a sonic boom. Excellent sound effect, by the way. I thought for that you were actually had a whip that you were cracking that whip. It sounds really, really authentic. Whoosh. Just one drop of the beaked sea snake. See the theme here? Just one drop of the beaked yeah. sea snake venom can kill three mm -hmm. adult men. This is how potent it is. So the snake is shooting drops out of it right. in the water right. yes. next to the slippery dick. <laughs> and, it kill, and it kills three men. By the way, are you afraid of snakes? I am a little afraid of snakes. I like, I tell you the truth, I don't take, I take them very seriously. We have a lot of them down here. And down in Florida. Okay. Well, if you are afraid of snakes, I think the medical condition is uh, you suffer from reptile dysfunction. <laughs> I know that for years. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing that a little blue pill can't help. <laughs> Attention. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You know, when I take that pill, uh, I have a little thing on my phone that goes da 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> so go ahead. So this 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 snake can kill two men with just a drop of three them. men, not two, but three men. Three, three yeah. men. Yeah. Three men. So that means guys swim in pairs. It likes to hit the three thing. Yeah. It likes to menage a trois. <laughs> a menage a trois droplet. 
<laughs> do the men have to share the droplet? That's disgusting in itself. It is. It is. Now, it doesn't say that here in my information, but I will look it up for the next time. You need to find out how they're sharing this. Maybe they're using the slippery dick. As <laughs> yes. As a conduit. <laughs> I think they own condos. There are two planets. Now, folks, you're going to learn some things. There are two planets in a solar system that do not have moons. Oh. All other planets other than two have moons. And those two are Mercury and Venus. Now, maybe because they are so close to the sun that they were pulled in and they probably were moons themselves, but ended up picking up in an orbit. And we know them as planets because planets orbit the sun. Moons orbit a planet. But Mercury and Venus were probably moons. That's why they have no moons themselves. Well, speaking of moons, this is a great segue. Now, as you know, on our show, Roy and I only agree on what topics we're going to discuss, but we never, ever share the facts themselves. Now, this is not the, the uh, situation where it's the same fact, but I found something about the moon. Is it something we said? The moon, Earth's moon anyway, is moving away from us by 3.78 centimeters or about a, one and a half inches per year. Okay, And we measured it. We did. Us. Yeah, slippery dick. With the slippery dick. Yeah, we measured it, an <laughs> inch and a half, and that's fully erect. It is thought that the moon was formed by a protoplanet about the size of Mars colliding with early Earth, oh, about four and a half billion years ago, give or take. The debris left over from the impact formed the moon. The moon continues to spin away from the Earth at the rate of, again, one and a half inches per year, or 3.78 centimeters. It's about the same speed in which your fingernails grow. I'm upset because in five years from now, I won't be able to measure it. <laughs> it takes a few minutes. <laughs> yeah, it does. You're listening to Totally Useless Information with Nick. Okay. Yeah, and Roy. Right, I have one more. No, I know you do. I Let me just. More. I need to tell yeah, the audience, you're listening to Totally Useless Information oh. with Nick and Roy. Roy? And you can go to uh, uh, nickandroy.com, www.nickandroy.com. Mm -hmm. Find out all the fun things. Leave us a mailbag. That's coming up. You know the blue blood people, the people that are blue-blooded? Yes. Well, that means that they're, they're wealthy and they're rich. That saying comes around because of lobsters. Because the people were eating a very expensive delicacy, lobsters. Originally, lobsters were poor man's food, but then it became a very expensive delicacy. Lobsters do not have red blood. They have blue blood. So because they ate the lobsters, people said, oh, they don't have red blood anymore. They eat so much lobster. They're blue bloods. Blue bloods. Oh, wow. That's pretty cool. Uh, you know what? I'm just checking right now. Yeah, I have red blood. I'm not a lobster. Okay. I was swimming down here in Florida trying to find some lobsters. Yeah. And I couldn't find any. And I was very upset about that. And then I said, oh, look, I tried to catch in a net, but I couldn't. I, I saw a great big slippery dick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're listening to Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy. And now for something completely useless. According to the IRS in the United States, any ransom that you pay to kidnappers is tax deductible. You get a tax deduction for ransom? That's right. According to the IRS, since kidnapping ransom qualifies as a theft, mm -hmm. along with blackmail, embezzlement, and extortion. Now, here's the thing. Here's the catch. There's a yeah. catch. You must show proof of your loss, 
So make sure you get a, a, this is how according to the information, make sure you get a receipt or file a police report. So wait a second. The government owes me a lot of money because my wife took my manhood hostage 37 <laughs> years ago. <laughs> yeah, but it's okay. It, it's even because you stole her heart 37 oh, years ago. There, there you, you go. go. Well, that's a theft. Yeah, it is. That's not a hostage. There you go. If you'd like to send us an email, go to nickandroy.com. That's nickandroy.com. What's in the mail, babe? What's in the mail? Well, apparently, Laura listened to Nick and went to nickandroy.com and left us a mailbag. We went through a number of mailbags this week. Thank you, everyone that's sending uh, your information. But Laura, Laura kind of got our attention because Laura is from the Bronx in New York. Our old stomping grounds, of course. Wow, right. This is actually Nick and I's old stomping ground. She says, what part of New York are you from? Okay, because she says, I live in the Bronx. And she said, I love the show and so on and so on. And her friends listen to it. Mm -hmm. Okay. But so Laura, Nick and I went to Christopher Columbus high school together in the Bronx. We met in the Bronx. We know each other from the Bronx. We know just about every damn inch of the Bronx. <laughs> yes. We, we actually sewed our slippery dicks in the Bronx. <laughs> <laughs> well, shout out to Christopher Columbus high school. Class of 81. Yeah. 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 Wow. Thank you so much. I'm glad that you like the show. Please. I know that your friends are listening to that. You got them to listen. You wrote that in here. Please tell others. We do appreciate it. Everyone tell a friend and uh, and write in nickandroy.com. Nickandroy.com. What's in the mail? So uh, we thank you, of course, for listening to Totally Useless Information with Nick and Roy. Today we talked about music and we talked a little bit about the science. It's time for the news. And now, from around the corner and around the world, this is TUI News. Mayday, Mayday. A flight from Washington, D.C. to Dallas had to make an emergency landing after passengers noticed a burning smell coming from inside the cabin. The oh, geez, what was that? Was it the stewardess came down and said, Would you like the beef or the fish? Today's fish is slippery dicks. <laughs> <laughs> you mean flight attendant, right? Not, not stewardess. Stewardess is 1947. Uh, the I still call him stewardess. <laughs> the flight landed in Nashville where the authorities were called. The source of the burning smell was found by bomb-sniffing dogs. Not bump-sniffing dogs. Bomb-sniffing dogs. Burnt matches were found at a female passenger's seat. After a lengthy questioning by the FBI, the woman admitted to lighting the matches on the flight. Well, you see, she laid a rather pungent fart. To mask the smell... She lit matches. Okay. That didn't work because the smell was so persistent that the peculiar smell was the combination of the fart smell and the matches. Oh, so maybe she sharded herself. <laughs> yes. And and there was a residue and it just kept going. Who know I like I tell you, when I get in a plane I think about that all the time. 
And I think that's why planes have seats with stripes on them, so you can't tell. <laughs> I thought you were going to say that's why seat planes have seats with seatbelts on them, no stripes. Right. You know, I mean, when the plane touches down, it goes, you know, like that leaves a little skid mark. Well, so does some people. <laughs> this woman sharded herself in the plane. The people were probably happy to land in, in Nashville. They were like, and, and Nashville... Home of the smoked products. <laughs> That's so true. That's right. <laughs> and this woman's starting probably all the way. You, the, the FBI's not too bright either because this woman's walking off the plane and the scent is going with her. That's right. It's a ling- She's walking it, off the plane. It was a lingerer. You had it? No. No, but hold on. Hold on. Now, please. No, yeah. No, come on. Don't be so cruel. She claimed... She had a medical condition that causes her to produce these smells. According to a spokesperson for the Nashville airport, there were no charges laid as there wasn't any malice intended. Well, there were farts laid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no malice was laid, just the farts. When the plane was deemed safe because they checked it all out, the flight resumed to its original destination, Dallas. The woman, however, was not allowed back on the plane. Of course not. She's volatile. She could implode at any time. Right. Her name is probably like Carol Lindeberger. <laughs> yes, Hindenburg. Could Carol. you imagine somebody lit like a candle while she was actually farting? She might have blown the whole side of the plane out. It's combustible. So if you have any news from around the world you'd like to share... Go to nickaroy.com. That's all the time we have for this week's episode. We will scour the internet far, far, not fart, far and wide to get more useless information for you guys. So to that I say, <laughs> listen, tell a friend, tell a friend about the trend. Tell all your friends to listen. Go to nickandroy.com and listen to all the back episodes. You'll have some fun. And again, thanks for listening all around the world, 57 countries and growing. I'm Nick. And I'm Roy. Thanks for listening. This Valentine's Day, Dunkin's got the perfect pairings to show your love. So get down on one knee with a dozen brownie batter donuts and a cocoa mocha signature latte. Or make them swoon with a strawberry dragon fruit Dunkin' refresher with a Cupid's Choice Donut. Are you ready for love? America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer.